Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Now, we start today's podcast by talking about our favourite thing in the world, VAR. After Sky Sports released a new series called Match Officials Mic'd Up explaining refereeing decisions using match footage and previously unreleased audio. Here's the best reaction we had across the TalkSport network, including opinions from ex-referees Dermot Gallagher and Mark Housey-Horsey. Onana comes up with a haymaker. He's connected with the forward coming in underneath it, collides it. I think if the, because the Wolves play doesn't head the ball, yeah, because Dawson heads it. Dawson, Dawson clearly just wins the head. Yeah, and then therefore it's a normal collision as they both challenge the ball from the other team. Yeah. Yeah. Stay there because if he goes in, check it's complete. Like going check complete. It was so insightful to hear them talking, their input and such like, and you know, we could dwell on that decision, but there was a lot of good come out of it, wasn't it? Because Howard said, um, he felt they overthought it. But Jeremy Doku, on his debut, was still on the six-yard line, and the question will be, was he impeding the goalkeeper? The view of the goalkeeper, my immediate thought is yes, because he's in the line of the ball. We look at the offside of Man City and Fulham on, at the weekend. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What, 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 what have we learned? What have we learned from that incident? We've, they've learned nothing. I think it's valueless, right? Yeah, but, but there but you go. For some, reason, for some reason or another, there is a sense of entitlement in this country that you have to understand every single nuance and peculiarity but how something works, rather than just simply accepting at sometimes that people do things because they make the best endeavours and sometimes they get it wrong. Yeah, I'm a bit wary of the big howlers being shown, Ed, and I understand why he's doing it, to shut out the noise of everyone saying, why, aren't, why don't we hear the process of how we got to this really bad decision? There's nothing in the explanation that's going to make it better. I do think a new law needs to be introduced where whilst the VAR decision is being looked at in Stockley Park and they're communicating with the referee and maybe the ref will communicate back saying, oh, I'll go and have a look there. I think there needs to be a new law where no players can encroach the referee for maybe 10 yards. Give him that little bit of breathing space. Yeah. Let him make that decision. Even if they're not sure about the situation, I would always opt for, well, you know what? Rather than just saying no, I would just go ref, you go and have a look on the monitor, Tell us what you think, and then okay. whatever decision you come up with, there we go. Kai Havertz going down in the penalty area. Wambasaka is the offender, but Anthony Taylor has been called over to the VAR review screen, and he has overturned his original decision. I thought it was fascinating. I, 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 th- I think we have. I think we've got the best refs. I know you don't agree with me. Not many people do, but I think we've got the best refs.
to breakfast now. And Brendan Rodgers joined the show and revealed he had discussions with a Saudi Arabian club before rejoining Celtic. I think the big thing that they have is the what, what makes them dangerous is, of course, they have the money, but they have a plan there. Yeah. And, and the plan is, uh, is on course in terms of attracting uh, top players and looking to get top managers out there. So this may be different to China, for well, instance. Th- that's what I said, mm. Brendan. I said that early on in the show. There was a couple of years back we thought China were going to make a push for it and do this and do that and do the next thing. But I think this looks as though it's the real deal in Saudi and in, in the respect that you've just mentioned. There's a serious plan to take top players, top managers, with you probably to get in the World Cup. Yeah, but but it, and even bigger than that as well, Ali. What what you've got is the the infrastructure they're looking to improve yeah. in terms of facilities. I think also, see, bringing these top players like if you think of Ronaldo and everything and how he looks after his body and and he, he was the first big one to go there. I think what they're looking at in life in general that that these players that are super fit guys, super professional, can help people in health and life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's also a part of the plan that it makes, you know, Saudi there in terms of uh, health and wellness for for people better. So, so it's not just purely the money; it's uh, it's the overall plan that they have. Jordan Henderson out of nothing, set up by Jude Bellingham. Jordan, he's he's come out and said now, Brendan, that if someone had made an effort to keep him at Liverpool, stay at Liverpool, he'd have stayed. So. Do you know what I mean? You you got you you got to take his word for it. You know you you, you, you know it, it wasn't all about the dosh, all about the money. I think so, I, I think sometimes <clears throat> one of the things, Brendan, it's potentially worrying people um, with a top flight down here is they look as now as though now they're going to try and prize players who aren't necessarily at the end of their career. Well, Salah, yeah. Mm. Listen, we, we love the game, we love football, and and we're we're all fortunate enough to work in the, the profession and, and have been in it or around it but uh, but for these young guys it's it's a profession it's their life and it's um, so they have to do what's best for them I think we have as you guys know only too well and you hear it a, a lot more than me and, and the radio and stuff but obviously the challenge is there's so many morality officers around the world mm-hmm. uh, nowadays that are judging people and but, but Jordan I know extremely well and I know that the love he had for Liverpool and has and will always have for Liverpool but he was at the stage of his career where he probably wasn't going to uh, be the first name on the team sheet anymore and 32 years of age he's won absolutely everything and probably has fancied a different challenge and you know probably out of respect didn't probably feel right for him to to be at another Mm. uh, Premier League club so to, to go abroad and and, and take on a new challenge clearly suit him Former Liverpool defender Jamie Carragher joined H&J yesterday to discuss Liverpool's start to the season and believes Mohamed Salah will leave the club next summer after being linked to a big money move to Saudi Arabia in this window Jota holds the ball up well turns gives it to Salah who cracks it in from the edge of the area and puts Liverpool in front. The feeling amongst most Liverpool supporters is that we've maybe gone on for one more season and that rather than let him go now at the start of a new season with no chance of actually bringing someone in right away and the fact Liverpool have started well gives you hope that, you know, there's a really good chance they make the top four. Could they really challenge City like they have done in the past? That's, you know, still a big, bigger uh, question mark. But 
I think for all parties, mm. it almost feels right next to it, where Liverpool, you'd think, would still get a substantial transfer fee. Liverpool would have Salah this season and give them a great opportunity for uh, success. And then Liverpool have 12 months to think of maybe someone, if there's anybody out there who could possibly replace him. Liverpool, really impressive. Aston Villa, another worrying defensive display to go with that one at the start of the season. Full-time, Liverpool 3, Aston Villa 0. If you had maybe, you know, eight points, so, you know, seven wouldn't be the end of the world. A couple of wins in a draw, and, you know, you might lose one of them playing Newcastle away, Chelsea away, but to come out with 10 points and, you know, think of the actual football you played sitting against Aston Villa, who've had some good performances and also how they won at Newcastle. It feels like a really, you know, brilliant start for Liverpool. And I think it's just give everyone that, that energy back and buzz. So why at Jordan now? Simon spoke passionately on Manchester United's economic value decreasing and explains why they are still the biggest club in the world. Something only loses its value when you sell it at that point. Mm. In today's market, if they were to sell it as a stock, if they were to sell 70% of their shares, they would now get $19 a share. They would be £350 million worse off if they sold today. But they ain't selling today. Right. And so that, it's irrelevant. And that is really getting under the skin of Manchester United fans. A lifelong Manchester United fan has just messaged me. Has they really should just shut the whole thing down. Should they? No wonder people hate United. Rotten, grubby, incompetent, <laughs> greedy, immoral. Stadium allowed to crumble. Nothing to like or admire about the place now. Shut it down. Okay. Whining, self-entitled, self-opinionated, overreaching fans is another argument as to the reasons why people don't like Man United as well. The bottom line is you've got you've got people in there. Listen, I get you will them. never go after the Glazers. Will of course, you? I will. Why? Because they're, they're owners. They're, they're owners. No, I will look at it and it's go. It's the owners' union. In football terms, right? We we would all like to have a football club that's owned by someone like Sheikh Mansour that loves Manchester so much he couldn't wait to tip billions of quid in there. Or right? Tony Bloom at Brighton. Or Tony Bloom, who actually really does Tony love Bloom his football to a, club. And that, yeah, and he's a unique exception. But Man United and Brighton are polar opposites of one another. Right? Manchester United is a completely different football club with completely different expectations so what you've got here really? is a phenomenal of course it has Manchester totally United, different expectations of course Man United is the biggest club in the world if not if not the biggest club closest to but that's Brighton, a key question Brighton is a peripheral club yes of course they are they can still command the most ridiculous commercial deals by winning nothing the Glazers want between 6 and 7 billion for Manchester United Man so United Man United a Ferrari what and Man City a Red Bull what would Real Madrid sell for who knows? They haven't put themselves in play. Probably something similar, if not more. But, but I but, would argue. But, but you, why would you argue? Because they don't—they're not underpinned by enormous broadcasting deals like the Premier League is underpinned. That's true. The uh, the, the Man United. But you're buying well. a brand. You're buying you're, a brand. You're, you're buying a brand. Do you believe that the brand influence of Real Madrid is bigger than that of Manchester United? I would say, if we wanted to have that debate, it's arguable that they're the same. The lure of Real Madrid, because of its historic past and you can talk about Alfredo de Stefano and Puskas and whoever else and all these achievements that, the, that Los Blancos has done but Man United commercially are every bit as big as Real Madrid if not bigger and if Man United had their boots on and started to win Premier League can you imagine they would dwarf everybody again Back with the show and Simon and Danny debated about whether players should retire from England if they had not been called up, with some players being selected despite playing barely any football at all. Rio Ferdinand on his uh, podcast Vibe with Five. 
Phil Sterling and James Ward-Prowse should consider retiring from international football. Why? Because they were left out of Southgate's latest squad. A squad, of course, in, in which uh, Henderson was included, in which Phillips was included. Why would you cut yourself off from the squad or the relationship with Gareth knowing that a couple of injuries could could leave you an opportunity to be playing in the European Championships in the summer? Yeah. You know, things in football change. I remember the World Cup I came home from when I'd done my metatarsal. I only went as a replacement for Stevie. I then got injured. Trevor Sinclair replaced me and ended up starting most of the game, starting against Brazil. Mm. You know, so what What was Trev going to do when he didn't get in the squad? Call it a day? Because, oh, he's got him and him. And he's a young lad. He's ahead of me. Yeah. Next thing, he's got a phone call. He's, he's over. Don't get what I want. Jack it in. Is that what a winner is supposed to look like then, Rio? Because you've been the one that defined what Well, he's talking about Ward Prowse. I don't think he's saying Sterling should jack it in. But... Well, whatever he's saying... He mentioned Sterling. He, he mentioned Sterling. Now, I can understand some of the nuances of what he's saying because by one yardstick, there is no benchmark for Harry Maguire being in the squad based upon his current performances and you're seeming to deploy different standards to the opportunity for Raheem Sterling. There's also been squads in the past where you, people have questioned the validity of Raheem Sterling being in that particular squad because mm. of his current form. Um, so, in the instance that Rio is suggesting, I mean, this con constant ideal of what you think you're entitled to and what you think is disrespect is a bit childish and a bit silly. If you don't get picked because the manager doesn't pick you, it's got nothing to do with bleeding disrespect. It's got everything to do with someone's choice. It's not disrespectful to not choose somebody. It's disrespectful to say on public, on air, I'm not choosing him because he's bleeding useless. Mm. That would be disrespectful. Not to pick someone is not disrespectful. What Rio's doing is he's transferring himself into Ward Prowse's mindset and, and feeling his frustration and thinking, I would want to knock it on the head. But that's uh, not a winning mentality. I mean, it's not. Explain not, why Rio's not, not a coach or a manager. I'm not suggesting it is. I'm suggesting sort of, what, where is relevant is uh, silly. It's a silly example. A winning mentality is you overcome adversity. Not you only get what you get. You only win when you get precisely what you want. Ward Prowse has no God-given right to be in that squad. If Gareth Southgate's got a blind spot for him right now, keep on playing at a certain level. Yeah. That blind spot will soon evaporate because Gareth will listen to the background noise from the media. <laughs> Today with England, we can hear now from Ben Chilwell, who spoke with TalkSports England correspondent Faker Rothers and spoke about his determination to be part of the squad for next year's Euros. Chilwell's teammate Levi Colwell also spoke to the media and looked back on what has been a breakthrough year for the defender. Ben, back with England. Does it feel like a little bit of respite, bearing in mind the glare of the of the Premier League in the early start of the season? Yeah, of course. It's you know, it's always uh, it's always good to come away with with the England squad and yeah obviously it's it's nice change of scenery and good to good to see the boys you know of course I wasn't there in the summer so it's nice to nice to be back you were there in March though for that 2-0 victory over Ukraine and it was a you know clean sheet you played a full 90 minutes as mm -hmm. well what do you remember about that game and uh, what are you looking forward to and what uh, threats are Ukraine going to pose out in Poland I mean of course it was it was a it was a good game in the end we got the the 2-0 win and a clean sheet which is very important you know we're very focused on making sure that defensively we're we're strong because we know how good we are attacking so defensively it was nice to get the clean sheet in that game and you know we know that they're a very very strong team that are very passionate at the moment and the players are are playing with a lot of passion and you know we know we're going to play against them um in Poland and it's going to be a tough game um they've got a lot of good players so you know we're expecting expecting a hard game but you know of course we go in there with 
the hope to, to get a similar result to, to Wembley. Yeah, and that pretty much will seal qualification. It kind of feels like we're, we're there already with Euro 2024 in mind. You've had so many injury problems when it's come to major tournaments and, and things. How desperate are you to get to Germany? Of course, like you said there, missed the World Cup, was at the Euros, didn't play. So, of course, you know, Germany in the summers, you know, something I'm really looking forward to. Um, hopefully I can have a, a great season with, with Chelsea and with England and, you know, that can put me in, in good stead and can hopefully then go out to Germany and, and hopefully do well. Rhys James is another player you know very well from club and, and country. He's also had his injury problems. Every single time we see you play together, which is few and far between, it's almost like you play tag team injury at the moment. How desperate are you to get that combination of both of you back together? Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone likes to talk about how uh, how strong we are as a team at Chelsea when me and Rhys are playing together. So, of course, we'd love to to play more matches together and trust me, we're, <laughs> we're trying. So, <laughs> hopefully Rhys will be back in the next few weeks and we can then push on. You know, I'm feeling good physically, so hopefully when Rhys is back, we can we can push on and, and touch wood, you know, be fit for the remainder of the season. When I when I first joined Brighton, I wasn't playing. Um, and then obviously Graham Potter left and Deserby came in. I still wasn't playing for a while. And it was tough, mentally tough, going into training every day and not played and not feel like you wanted. But you just got to get your head down and keep working hard. And I think that's what I've done. And that's where, you know, the big leaders in the team helped me last season. Um, and then once I did get my chance, I just had to try and keep it. Um, and then even then, some, some games I might not play and it's tough. It's up and down, it's up and down. And then that's just helped me so much. And then obviously went Euros and I had a great Euros, which I can't complain about. And now so far, it's been so good at Chelsea. Well, Levi's come in. I know how, how brilliant he is as, as a player. You know, I've watched him last season at Brighton and, you know, trained with him the whole of this preseason. And we played next to each other for all the games out in America. So, you know, I saw the talent firsthand and how, uh, you know, eager he is to do well at Chelsea. So I guess it's kind of, we're kind of mentoring each other for it, really, because we're both playing in new positions. Um, of course, it's where he's playing is a position that I'm familiar with. So I feel like I can help him out a bit more there. Um, and, you know, he's, he's doing well and hopefully we can continue to, you know, build that relationship that we have um, and, yeah, just try and build on that. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. And finally, we finish with the wonderful Drive Show and the conversation that me and Benzie had about dogs. Honestly, have a listen to this. 
You yeah. let your dog uh, lick the plates in the dishwasher? My dog doesn't come in my house. What? My dog doesn't come in my house. Well, he sleeps in the utility. Doesn't come in the rest of the house. <laughs> He's got his own house. How many dogs you got? Three. And none of them come in the house? No, they What's the point of having a dog? They all live in the utility. What's the point of having a dog? So no dog jumps on your couch, sits next to you when you're watching telly? No. So you're saying that like I'm the weirdo. Yeah, That's no. what dogs are for. Nah. You got three dogs and none of them in the house. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, utility. God, you keep saying utility. What does that even mean? What do your dogs do? Chill, relax, go for walks. <laughs> Can you imagine when they were being chosen by Darren Bent? They were going, like, oh, oh, what was that? Oh, football, loads of money, <laughs> lovely house. And now they're stuck in a little barn somewhere. Not hey, the same barn. In a barn, mate. awful, <laughs> awful, Benny. Let him into the house. Why are you let him in? They, no, you know what. The little ones do come in the house. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Change. Completely different to what no, you no, said no, moments no, ago, no, which was no. No, the chow chows come in the house. Yeah. But no, they don't. Go, go, Benny, to, they don't. go to the big German shepherd who lives outside. Lifts. Protect, he's a protection dog. Comes home from work. Oh, is he? Yeah. Have you got a code word for him? Yeah. Have you? Yeah, you see, you come round, I'm definitely saying it. That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first in the morning. Do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.